0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the More You Know podcast. I am Ginny Taylor and I will be your host this week and I will be interviewing Kevin Linott today. So Linott, could you please tell us what roles you play here at Madison High School?
1: Biz Ed and health teacher, specifically uh, first aid American Red Cross for the freshmen, and human sexuality with the sophomores. I'm also the head of girls soccer coach for the last 15 years, <laughs> and I have the dubious honor of also being the coordinator of the infamous talent show, <laughs> the bane of my life.
0: <laughs> okay, so most people listening to this podcast right now already know about you, but only the lineup that we see in school.
1: What, that kind, caring, considerate, <laughs> friendly, jovial, right, low-key, right. quiet person. <laughs>
0: So, we want to share more about you as a person outside of school in this podcast today. So where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in London.
0: But where are you from?
1: I, would, I am London Irish. My parents are Irish, emigrated when they were young and raised the family in London. And I am the oldest of five.
0: I was just going to say, how many siblings do you yes. have? Um, where did you go to high school?
1: Uh, in a, I went to a Catholic high school in Hayes, West London, which is about two miles from Heathrow Airport.
0: Gotcha. Where did you go to college?
1: St. Mary's Teacher Training College in Twickenham, London.
0: And what did you major in?
1: I majored in movement studies and religious and theology studies.
0: So what was your first job after college? I was a milkman. Really? Yeah. How did that happen?
1: Well, I left college with my teaching degree, and then I hadn't really applied um, for any jobs. Um, and then my buddy, one of my buddies was working as a milkman, so he said, we're looking for milkmen." <laughs> so I applied and got a job as a milkman. Weren't so
0: you also a construction worker or something?
1: I used to labor during the uh, holiday vacation, it c- when I was at college. And at high school, any time we had off, my dad would take us out to the building site because we'd be laboring for him. Uh Uh-huh, gotcha. uh, Yeah, a milkman, a barman, and then I finally got a job as a teacher Um. in 1990.
0: (laughs) Where was your first teaching job?
1: Uxbridge High School in West London.
0: Public school?
1: No, public school. Dubious honor of uh, (laughs) the area. Boris Johnson, the British Prime Minister, is the MP for the area. Oh. But uh, yeah, and then so I got a job in there in 1990, September of 90, and then left there in June of
0: 94. I just want to share. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, so, what inspired you to become a teacher?
1: I always wanted to be involved with something sport. Um, I mean, the options in life where I come from and where I grew up was like, you didn't go to college. It wasn't the thing that like an Irish, small Irish kind of community living in London. It wasn't, it's not like, it wasn't like here that everyone kind of goes to college. It was, you either ended up on a building site like a lot of my brothers and friends did, or you kind of motivated yourself to, try something different so i always wanted to do something with sport and then um i kind of had had the option in the first year at college because i was on a four-year course to try teaching and if you didn't necessarily like teaching you could then just do a regular degree but i just kind of took to it and enjoyed it so i ended up doing my four years in 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 teaching and i'm actually qualified obviously phys ed teacher, but also a religious education teacher in the UK because oh. you have to, in high school in the UK, you have to be able to teach two subjects. So you major in two subjects.
0: Oh, okay. That's interesting. Mm. Um, so what do you enjoy most about teaching?
1: I just think it's the interaction with the students. Um, that, you know, I mean, obviously I, I enjoy the the subjects I teach, I enjoy phys ed, I enjoy human sexuality, being in the classroom, but ultimately it's all about the interaction with the students and, um, you know, that's why you come through the door each day. It's, it's, you know, that interaction and that relationships you build and I think there's a lot of personal joy in in seeing kids grow, mature, thrive, be successful, um, and then go off and, you know, particularly being here for like 15 years, seeing, like your students be successful yeah. later in life and, yeah. and that's, you know, that's the reward.
0: And they come back to you. Somehow, some,
1: some of them come back to say hi. But, um, <laughs> and, and that's really the, that's the reward that I think most teachers would say. It's just, you know, you think you kind of help them somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even just a little bit, um, but somewhere they may be listened and Learned
0: be something. successful
1: and, and go on to make be successful adults.
0: And what is the hardest Even <laughs> What is the hardest part about teaching? Um also the students.
1: <laughs> I'd say not. I mean I think I think most teachers would say, you know, I I first started teaching in 90 in the UK and then you know, I've been in the Madison area for 15 years. I think I think students have changed. In that span time, but I think parenting has changed as well. So I think the hard part is, um, in many ways, students are different. There's a little bit more of um, entitlement. Might not be the correct word, but
0: like babying. Yeah, you yeah. know what?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I find students nowadays need, are, more, are help. need more help. Yeah. They're they're a lot less independent Mm -hmm. with their own learning and I think it's something that we as teachers need to adjust to is that students you know they're our students are evolving and changing and generations changing are different and then we've got to kind of adapt our teaching styles to like this generation because the students I had 15 years ago had a different mindset and a different kind of philosophy about learning whereas you know you know a generation later is very different yeah yeah and it's it's weird when you think that you know none of these kids were born in 1900 and whatever they're all all 2000 2000. (laughs) so society's changed yeah and and then so because of that then education changes and us as teachers have got to kind of adapt and try to be a little bit more patient (laughs) which is my strength (laughs) obviously (laughs)
0: um so what are your career plans for the future do you plan staying here
1: That's a loaded question, Ginny Taylor. You're using source (laughs) material to put me in a difficult position. Mm -hmm. Um, You never know where the road takes you. All the best laid plans can um, change. Uh, Life circumstances can change. So, um, you know, at the moment I'm here who knows where the road will take me in in a few years
0: but soccer will always still be in the picture soccer
1: yeah I mean that's the passion
0: did you play in college I did yeah and high school I'm assuming yeah and then you also played in a
1: semi-professional you could call it the equivalent of semi-professional but uh, I was never that good Um, just
0: dirty just
1: yeah, <laughs> just the uh, the little dirty tricks. Um, <laughs> you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good quote. I will quote that. <laughs> okay, so tell us about your family, your immediate family.
1: Um, God, well, mum and dad still alive. Uh, retired back to Ireland about twenty years ago. Um, so when I go home now, I go kind of will fly to Ireland because that's where mum and dad are based. Um, so they're in their late 70s um, and then I'm the eldest and then I have three younger brothers uh, the youngest brother being 18 years younger than me and then my sister who's the baby of the family is 20 years younger than me so she's like uh, 34 she lives in Melbourne, Australia um, and then the the other brothers all live kind of around the London area
0: gotcha so me
1: in new york the youngest in australia and this is not new york sorry in new jersey (laughs) and then three in um three in london
0: gotcha
1: i once so a couple of facts about my sister i've never ever lived in the same house as her because when she was born i was at college yeah and never returned home and i once went i think eight years without seeing her
0: Oh my gosh! Do you see her more now? I mean, she's lives in Australia. Um, it's probably not. It's
1: a little bit difficult. Um, to be honest, last time I saw her was three and a half years ago at her wedding.
0: That's crazy. Because
1: yeah. they're, they're on, they're on different. You know, obviously, Christmas is their summer. If I'm home, she's never. Yeah. You know, it just it's yeah. too complicated to yeah. to work out. So uh, it's either a terrible thing to say, but it's either weddings or deaths
0: yeah that is sad mm. so, and you have a son of your own
1: I have a 7 year old son and I have a 28 9 29 year old oh, daughter
0: that was close <laughs> who is
1: also a teacher so she lives and teaches in London
0: isn't she getting married soon yeah <laughs> wow maybe soon you'll be a grandpa oh gee <laughs> Jenny,
1: come on <laughs> Um, scary thought, but a possibility, <laughs> yes.
0: Uh,
1: yes, that will be an interesting one.
0: Um since Conlin, you're around him more, what do you like to do with him in your free time?
1: We're actually going to Jurassic World tomorrow. Wow. That's <laughs> um
0: That's exciting. Bar-
1: Barclay Center. Um You know what, he's um we just hang out.
0: Teach him soccer?
1: He don't no to be honest he's, he doesn't like
0: soccer he's
1: not really into it wow
0: um,
1: and I don't want to be that
0: yeah I
1: don't want to be that parent that forces him to do it he doesn't like it and then he hates it for the rest of life he's big into karate at the moment he's been doing that for about three years and he absolutely loves it wow and I think it's a very good it's activity very cool. for young kids yeah. because it teaches respect, discipline
0: confidence yeah yep. so
1: I haven't forced him because I don't want him to to hate, um, it. To hate it and then that'll that'd break me yeah although he did annoy me the other day because he said he wants to play football and i was like really he goes <laughs> american, american. Football. i was like are you kidding me <laughs> and then i did actually ask him why and he said "Well, oh, because it's easier than soccer i was like good lad so- <laughs> so- soccer requires skill not like the american version
0: <laughs> that is actually a pretty good answer um
1: i need to get him out of america because he wants <laughs> to play american football
0: <laughs> um what is a passion of yours outside of the realm of teaching and soccer oof
1: oof jeez you take soccer out of the equation yeah i know uh, i
0: wasn't gonna but i just decided to
1: um i'm very interested in history particularly irish history obviously because of um the history of our island and the troubles so mad into history, and then like to read. Believe it or not,
0: that is surprising. <laughs> I wouldn't.
1: I, although technically I cheat because when you have a seven-year-old, the chances of sitting down for an hour to read a book yeah. are far <laughs> and few between. So <laughs> I do actually listen to an awful lot of audio, audio books, books because I have a forty-minute commute each yeah, day. Yeah, no, those are good. It's so, the same um, thing. The same, yeah. So I, I just listen to audio books in my commutes and. What
0: type of books?
1: can vary uh crime thrillers um I li- you know i listen to game of thrones all five books on oh, audio wow. um, do you like the books
0: better than the show
1: i think books are always yeah better it seems like um it's just very strange that um the show has gone beyond where the books should yeah. be going and i think that's the first i read somewhere that's the first time that that's ever happened. that's ever happened that uh, the TV have gone beyond where the storyline was taken by wow, the author. I did not know that. So he needs to get his um, butt into gear and publish books six and seven, I yeah. believe, and it will be interesting to see how he finishes it, because if there's any Game of Thrones fans out there, you're probably as disappointed <laughs> with the last season as I was. <laughs>
0: um, and last but not least, how do you blow off steam? I know you have a lot of steam to blow. <laughs> I yell at you, Gene. Um, you're besides, a good, se-
1: you're a good sounding board for me to release my frustrations. Yeah, besides and the anger. girls'
0: soccer
1: team. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I like to just go home and relax, or you know, I'll go out and uh, watch a soccer game with the lads, have a few beers, and just chill out that way. But that's, I think, I think again when you when you're an immigrant. Um, like when I came to America 22 years ago whatever it is now 97 you know you don't know anyone so you've got to actively kind of go out and meet people yeah. and for particularly you know Irish and English and European soccer such a important part of who we are mm-hmm. that you know what go, going out to, to bars to watch soccer games was a way of meeting people and that's kind of culturally kind of
0: yeah, what, yeah. what I
1: still do so um during the week, I like to go home, get home, and just chill. Um, but, um, like weekends, if there's a big soccer game on, it's, you call the boys and we'll just meet up, have a few beers, and hang out and that's socialize. Fun. So that's that's a good way of unwinding, a very Irish way of <laughs> unwinding.
0: Yes. Okay, well, thank you for your time. You're welcome. This concludes our episode of the More You Know podcast for this week. And tune in next week for another thrilling episode. Thank you.